podcast is brought to you with the support of Caseload from De Novo Business Intelligence. Welcome back to the Hay Legal Podcast. Coming up this week, we jump into an interesting discussion with Vicky Crichton, the Director of Public Policy at the Scottish Legal Complaints Commission. Vicky's previous roles include NHS Communications, Save the Children, Cancer Research UK and working with the Strategy Unit in the Scottish Government on European Relations. Today we learn about the types of free training that SLCC provides for Scottish law firms. We provide training and outreach. We also go out to universities to speak to students. We engage with local faculties and groups and also commercial training providers. We see it as a really important part of firms' work around risk management and we want to be part of being able to support that. We then discuss the timescales of dealing with complaints and what happens if mediation fails to resolve the case. It will vary depending on the the complexity of the complaint. We recognise it's a really long time. The the process is is quite complex and and, um, specified in our legislation. We then touch upon the areas of law, which statistically the chances of complaints are higher. Conveyancing, litigation, executives, will and trusts and family law. And if you work in those areas, then uh, statistically the likelihood of complaint is higher. And finally, we hear ways in which law firms could do better with communication. You know, maintaining a, a good complaints log and using it as a learning tool is a really useful way. Seeking feedback wherever possible as well is really helpful. Subscribers to our CPD sessions will hear the full interview and further information on assessing customer feedback at law firms, the rising number of complaints about law firms and what, if anything, is driving this, and the key points firms can focus on to avoid or reduce complaints. Let's jump into this week's show. Vicky, in terms of, of um, assistance and training that the SLCC can provide to, to, to law firms, um, I know that you have uh, very recently updated your website and there are more resources there and uh, very helpful guides, but I also noted that there was training for law firms, so um, this could be something that a lot of, of, of firms haven't necessarily looked uh, into or are aware of. So could you just explain what the SLCC can do to, to assist Sure. So, um, so we pr- produce some guidance, which we um, hope and believe would be helpful for firms. Um, it's also worth noting that um, having uh, considered and applied some of the guidance will be something we we look at if a complaint reaches us. Um, but in terms of that broader support, um, all of those um, those guides are available on our website. Um, we have some sector specific guides for particular areas um, of law where we we see high numbers of complaints, and there's also information and best practice advice there about um, complaint handling um, within within your firm. Um, we also produce publications that, that go out to, to firms that people can sign up for on our website. Um, and as you said, we um, we provide uh, training and outreach um, either directly to firms if they're interested and want to contact us. But we also go out to, to universities to speak to, to students. We engage with uh, local faculties and groups um, and also commercial training providers because we see it as a really important part of firms' work around risk management and we want to be part of being able to support that. Okay. And what, so if a, if a firm were to contact you about training in particular, how does that work? Do they come to see you? Do you go to see them? Um, we, we're more than happy to discuss that and see uh, see what would work best. Absolutely. 
And is this is it a free service or is it something you have to pay for? No, it's it's a free service. So we have uh, sort of presentations and workshops that we can deliver and adapt depending right. on the uh, depending on the firm, depending on the the numbers and so on. And is this something that's accessed regularly at all? Um, we we get a lot of invitations to take part in. Uh, in larger training events and by faculty yep. groups and so on, what we um, what we receive less often is uh, individual firms getting in touch. Um, but although we have we we do do that, and it's something we would be uh, absolutely. Yes, Vicky, thank you. So we were uh, just discussing the, the time scales involved. Sure. So it will vary depending on the the complexity of the complaint um, and uh, the potential avenues for resolution. But if a um, if a complaint goes the full way through our process, if it's not resolved early on, if mediation doesn't work or isn't appropriate, um, and it goes through um, our full investigation and to our determination committee, that can take up to around sixteen months, um, which is we recognise it's a really long time. The the process is, is quite complex and, and um, specified in our legislation. Um, but, but that's part of the reason why we want to um, seek early resolution with parties wherever possible, because we recognise that's the best outcome, but it can also be a much more timely outcome. Um, we, we have uh, been really focusing on ways that we can improve our processes to bring that timescale down, but some of them are set out in our legislation. And so do you know generally what, uh, if mediation is agreed and entered into and then does resolve the matter, do you know, do you know roughly how long that takes to, to resolve the complaint? That varies considerably varies. depending on the on the complaint and the... Um, absolutely. Okay. Moving on from that, so obviously mediation is entered into, doesn't succeed and um, the, the, the process continues thereafter as what are the stages beyond mediation? Um, so if that wasn't successful or wasn't appropriate, um, we would then proceed to a full investigation where we would um, look in detail at uh, the, uh, the issues within the complaint um, and look at the case file um, and also take information from both the complainer and from the practitioner to be able um, to, to proceed to a position where we can make a recommendation for determination. And, and how is that information taken? Is it, is it, is it a precondition of an investigating officer speaks with each of the parties or is there a hearing? Or? No, it, um, it, it starts with, uh, as I say, with the, with the file and that, um, that allows us then to discuss that with, with the parties if we need to be able to, um, to gather further um, information at that stage. Okay. And um, do you have any data around what tends to be the, the disposals that are usually um, reached? After investigation, you mentioned the various powers that the SLCC has. Is there more, is there more likely to be a finding of of uh, financial compensation, or is it another route that goes down? Um, again, it, it, the um, it, it will very much depend on the the circumstances of the case as to as to what right. um, we might impose. Um, in some cases, it's a it's a really clear. Um, that what the the complainer is looking for is is for a, a mistake to be rectified. Yeah. Um, so so something's gone wrong and they just need it fixed. Um, in in other cases, it's it's more appropriate for that to be in the form of of compensation for 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 a loss. And can I ask in terms of 
of work types that lead to complaints. There is information on the website about this, but I wonder if we could discuss that and if you had any insight as to how practitioners in each area might um, be able to avoid the prospect of complaints happening. So... It's a difficult one in terms of being able to avoid because there are certain um, areas of law that um, attract higher numbers of complaints, um, including uh, conveyancing, litigation, executives, will and trusts and family law. Um, and if you work in those areas, <laughs> then yeah. uh, statistically, uh, the likelihood of complaint is, is higher. But partly that's because we know that those areas fall the bulk of most practices, yeah. um, you know, significantly high transaction numbers. So um, to some extent, we would expect to, to see that being the case. Um, but we also know that those are often um, high stress areas. Um, there, Some of them are areas where um, you will have high numbers of difficult conversations with clients um, or where clients might be unfamiliar with working uh, with a lawyer um, and so there are various, various different factors in play that might affect that. Yeah. So primarily in these areas, though, the, the, often the main focus is about communication. Absolutely. So, so we we see um, we see different uh, complaint issues arising in different areas, um, but the trends across across them are fairly consistent in terms of uh, the type of complaints that we get uh, being around. Uh, communication um, and sort of interaction between the, the client and practitioner. And do you have any thoughts about um, going forward as we see that consumers of legal services changing, becoming more sophisticated and more informed? Um, do you have any thoughts or is there any guidance on how firms can become even better at communicating? Um, I think one of the things that we always advocate is uh, that looking at complaints, you know, maintaining a, a good complaints log and using it as a learning tool is a really useful way of improving your, your practice. So understanding what it is that people have raised in the past and why they've raised it can give you ideas about the things that um, that you might be doing that other, other clients are perhaps not raising complaints about but might feel similarly. So, so that's a really useful tool. Um, seeking feedback wherever possible as well is really helpful. So speaking to satisfied clients about what it is that you've done well um, and what you could do better is a, is a useful way of understanding where your, your consumer expectations might be changing, where uh, you might be well ahead of the curve in terms of uh, the kind of service that you're providing or where um, consumers might see that uh, you're falling short. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for your time. It's been very informative. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Hey Legal podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To hear the full CPD qualifying content, please visit heylegal.co.uk to subscribe and join our community. Or you could ask your law firm to contact us for a firm